You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Incredible India and Insight Vacations, the art of touring in style. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway. Pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. I'm Chris Robinson, and this week, the travel show comes to you on location from the other side of the world, from an incredible land that overwhelms visitors with an intoxicating mix of exotic culture, unfamiliar history, and equally magnificent landscapes and architecture. This land assaults every sense with an intense potpourri of experiences. It's immersive. It's ecstatic. It's incredible India. My two-week journey here will take me to Delhi, capital of the subcontinent, then across northern India to the holy city of Varanasi, the oldest continually inhabited city in the world. I will travel to Kajuraho's carved temples, to the palaces of Orcha, and of course to Agra, home of the world's most famous building, the Taj Mahal. From there, on to the great abandoned city of Fatipur Sikri, and then south and west into Rajasthan to the pink city of Jaipur. I'll be travelling by air, by road, by boat, by train and by elephant, but always in the experienced arms of Insight Vacations as I experience their art of touring in style on their classical India tour. I can't wait to start. I went for a few words of pre-departure advice from someone who embodies enthusiasm for his home country, Mr Akhilesh Mishra, who is the Consul General for India here in Toronto. Thank you so much. Uh, In my opinion, what makes India so different is and unique is uh, the sheer complexity of India's uh, uh, society. It's uh, 1.25 billion people uh, and you have people following all religions of the world. There are 22 official uh, languages uh, enshrined in the constitution of India. Uh, You have uh, different ways of life and, uh, and what what uh, makes India unique is that all of them are living together so peacefully, so harmoniously. A huge contrast and huge spectrum of everything that you are looking for. Either you are looking for a history or culture or environment or wildlife or uh, spirituality or yoga or uh, healthcare and well-being or adventure. India offers almost everything. The, the breadth of the uh, traveling experience in India is, is just so huge. Can you give me some advice on on how to get the best out of my Indian experience? My advice is that uh, India is quite unique, uh, in term, as I said, in terms of the complexity of Indian Indian society. So it's best that someone who has not been to India, he or she must approach India with open mind, experience it, and. Uh, take it uh, as a new experience. Well, thank you so much from the the Travel Show, Consul General. I'll take your advice. The open mind, I think that's marvellous advice, Consul General. Thank you so much. The culture shock of arriving in Delhi, in the heart of India, with its 20 million people, is intense, 
but thrilling. And I'm struggling to make sense of the tumult, to understand the colourful humanity all around me, but I know a person who can help me here. And I'm speaking with Rajit Kohli, who heads up Insight Vacations travel team here in India. Now tell me, Rajit, how do you and the Insight team here in India create the tour which I'm about to experience over the next two weeks? How do you, how do you choose from so much that India has to offer? I think we India in India are blessed with so much to show, so much diversity, so much culture, so much history. The reality is there is only so much time, and therefore we have to try to pick the best of the best, what we think highlights, uh, what makes India special, what makes India unique, and what will give you as the traveler the best memories to take back. And I think the trip that you're on is something that is going to change your life and of the fellow travelers with you. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to it enormously. And, and planning how to get around India and the choice of hotels is, is clearly very important on a tour like absolutely, this. Absolutely, absolutely. And these are not randomly made decisions. I mean, this is over years of research and planning that goes out uh, into uh, every program, every detail before Insight puts anything out. So every hotel, every venue, every restaurant that we use, every, every vehicle that we use has to pass a minimum standard before it gets into the tour, before it gets into the brochure. And I hope that shows in the quality and the detailing when the guest is actually on the trip on the ground. Well, I'm sure it will. The, the role, of course, of the tour director uh, is pivotal to an experience here in India. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it is the tour director on the ground who represents the brand. Um, we don't see the guest. He's the one with you all the time. He's going to be holding your hand, having a shoulder to cry on or having someone to jump and joy when you see something exciting. And therefore, the tour directors we use are very hand-picked across the system. I think I'm, I'm proud to say we have some of the best guys on, on, on in the country working for Insight. Oh, I'm looking forward to meeting, meeting our tour director at the, uh, the group get-together this evening. India is a journey of the senses. Take it in, absorb it, enjoy it. And like we Indians say, don't try to understand it. We don't. It's just an amazing place to be. <laughs> a journey of the senses. Thank you, Rajit. And now let's start this Insight tour of Classical India by experiencing Delhi in all its glory. Hello everyone. We are uh, have an exciting day ahead. We're going to start our tour from Old Delhi with the biggest mosque of Delhi called Jama Mosque. We will have a cycle rickshaw right there through the old and narrow streets of Old Delhi which looks very empty in the morning but they are very crowded during the daytime. This old saying is that if you go in the daytime, you need not to walk. People will take you wherever you want to go. That's an exciting part of Old Delhi. And afterwards, we'll go to the cremation site of Mahatma Gandhi, father of nation called Raj Ghat. Then we will visit a mausoleum that is called Humayun's tomb. And it was believed that the inspiration of Taj Mahal was The taken first from site of the tomb of Humayun here in Delhi almost defies description. You come through a classical Mughal gateway and they're framed in the gateway and just uh, silhouetted against the bright blue noon sky of the tropics is this immaculate idea of what heaven on earth should be. This huge tomb built in the 1500s for the second Mughal emperor by his senior wife years after he died, but to show the world what the Garden of Paradise could be like and where this second Mughal emperor, of course, had gone to. It's an amazing conception. It's a precursor to the Taj Mahal that we'll be seeing later on in the tour. And uh, I stand here just in raptures, looking up in wonder 
at this marble mausoleum that is really quite beyond my meagre words. This tour of Delhi is a kaleidoscope of sights and experiences. Jama Masjid, India's largest mosque, built in 1650 to accommodate 25,000 worshippers. A bicycle rickshaw ride through the alleyways of Old Delhi. A colourful, smelly, loud experience of continuous street drama and lots of close shaves. The Red Fort, another UNESCO World Heritage Site. Gandhi Smitri, Gandhi's evocative last home where he was shot and killed by an assassin in 1948. The British legacy of Lutyen's Imperial New Delhi, India Gate, Parliament House, Rajpath and the Presidential Palace. And a third UNESCO World Heritage Site in this one city, the Qutub Minar Complex, where the 12th century minaret was the highest structure in the world of its time. Next up, a glimpse into a Hindu temple. It's a fascinating experience for, uh, for non-Hindus. It's such a colourful uh, temple with uh, statues of all kinds of, of gods and different faces of gods and the locals coming in to uh, pay their, uh, their reverent regards to uh, the Pantheon. It's a bustle, there's uh, traffic uh, going outside, there's uh, music uh, going on inside, the touching of the bronze bell as people enter the, uh, the temple. It's uh, rather like the heartbeat of a neighbourhood here in Delhi and it's certainly a part and parcel of... Uh, the initial experience of coming here to India on day one of our trip to Delhi. The spirituality of India is an essential element of travelling here. India birthed four major religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism and the Sikh religion, and it's also home to 180 million Muslims. I'll be experiencing and learning much more of this side of India in the days to come. Well, I'm off to the airport now to catch a short flight eastwards, travelling from the political heart of India to the spiritual heart of this mighty country. Don't go away. When we return, I'll be in the holy city of Varanasi on the River Ganges. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Journey in all-inclusive luxury through incredible India. Only with Insight Vacations. Stay in luxurious accommodations, including former royal residences, and travel in style while your knowledgeable tour director introduces you to the magic of India. Meet Insight Vacations local friends and engage with real Indian life. For painted elephants and pink cities, explore India with the leader in premium and luxury escorted journeys. Visit InsightVacations.com, the art of touring in style. Are snoring and obstructive sleep apnea affecting you or someone you know? Dr. Ron Goldstein can help. Sleep Tips from the experts at Dr. Ron Goldstein, Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Goldstein, if sleep apnea is left untreated, what can happen? From the health standpoint, very severe problems. Increased in blood pressure, consequently increased chance of heart attack, strokes. If you're not sleeping well and getting proper deep sleep, depression, anxiety, memory loss, and shortened lifespan. Tell me, what treatment options are available? Our approach is an oral appliance, just fits comfortably in your mouth, very user-friendly, and they work. 905-277-8673. Sleep tips from the experts at Dr. Ron Goldstein, family and cosmetic dentistry. Call today and start getting the deep, restful sleep that you deserve. 905-277-8673. How does BDO provide the right solution for your debt problem? It's simple. Two ears. First, 
BDO takes the time to listen to better understand your individual circumstances and finances. Then BDO explains every possible debt relief solution at your disposal to help you determine which one is best for your family. For personalized debt relief solutions, speak with BDO. BDO, credit counselors, proposal administrators, trustees in bankruptcy. Visit bdodebthelp.ca. Mother's Day can be summed up in a single word. And that word is family. And this idea, family, can be represented by a shape. You're going to be surprised. And not surprised. When you see the shape of family. This diamond pendant is perfect. At only $279. She's probably already got a chain for it. But if she doesn't, we can handle that too. Spence for Mother's Day. Family. Spence off Brimley outside Scarborough Town Center. Next to Colossus Theater in Vaughan and in Mississauga near Square One. The GMC Precision Truck Event is on now at your GMC dealer, where you can get the 2015 GMC Sierra with class-exclusive 4G LTE Wi-Fi and available best-in-class V8 fuel efficiency. Come in today and get up to $10,000 in total value on the Sierra Kodiak Edition or lease the Sierra Double Cab for $145 bi-weekly at 0% for 24 months. The GMC Precision Truck Event. Don't miss it. Include $6,500 in total credits, $1,850 down, OACC dealer or gmc.gm.ca for details. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Incredible India and Insight Vacations, the art of touring in style. Exciting destinations, compelling conversation. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back to the Travel Show, which is coming to you on location from India where I'm travelling on the Classical India Tour from Insight Vacations with a rapidly bonding group of international travellers. Lawson and Judy House from Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, my name is Stephen Davis and I'm from Los Angeles, California. I'm uh, John as Brian Powers. I'm from Manchester, England. My name's Anna and I'm from Toronto, Canada. My name's Ellie Collins and I'm from Australia. I have travelled east from Delhi to India's sacred city of Varanasi, It is the holiest of the seven sacred cities in Hinduism and Jainism and played an important role in the development of Buddhism as well. It is also known as the favourite city of the Hindu deity Lord Shiva and many Hindus believe that death at Varanasi brings salvation. It is also the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world. Mr. Tour Director, good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. We have a long day agenda today. In the morning, we will be visiting to the river Ganges and we'll be going by bus to the certain point and afterwards we will walk and we will see thousands of people coming there and doing a bathing on the river Ganges. This is one of the things I've been looking forward to, to see dawn come up over the Ganges with the thousands and thousands of pilgrims on the steps, on the ghats. That's right. Uh, whole city is situated on the west bank of the river because Hindus believe that uh, the energy we get in the life from the, from the sun and no construction on the eastern coast of or eastern side of the river. Then we will go to the Sarnath, the religious place of uh, Buddhist religion, where we believe that Gautam Buddha given the first sermon at a place called Sarnath and it was known as a deer park. We will be visiting to the place where he given a first sermon and also later on we will visit to the museum and we will be looking at the history of 3rd and 4th century AD. 
This is so far back in the midst of time, and so we'll be seeing two sites sacred to two different religions in the same day. Of course, Hinduism and Buddhism. And then that's not all for the day, because later on in the afternoon we're going out again into the old city. Yes, we will be going to the river Ganges to see the Aarti ceremony that's at, happened every night at the sunset. And seven priests would be performing this Aarti, and thousands of people would be there to attend this ceremony, which is one of the highlight of Varanasi. Every evening this take place, and this is happening since 250 years now. But Devinda, if, if thousands of people are going to be there, how are we going to get there? We will be going by cycle rickshaw. This is one of the most adventurous ride you will have of your Varanasi trip. And cycle rickshaw will take you to this near to the river Ganges, and then we will walk among the thousands of people, and you will be part of that procession. This truly is the quintessential Indian experience. We're on a little boat on the river Ganges in Varanasi. It's the city of light, Kashi, the city of Shiva. It's dawn, the sun hasn't quite yet risen over the, uh, the far bank. People come and bathe in the morning time before the sunrise and afterward they visit to the temple and it's a desire of the most of the Hindus at least visit once in their lifetime to this holy city. As the day heated up, our inside tour took us from the frenetic bustle of Varanasi into the countryside. We arrived at Sarnath, sacred site to Buddhists and a haven of quiet and calm. Thousands of years ago, Buddha gave his first sermon here and there remains a sense of peace amongst the ruins and the gardens. In the evening, we dived back into the melee of Varanasi to experience the ancient ceremonies of Arti on the banks of the Ganges. Varanasi may be a holy city, but it's also quite a challenge to get around the narrow streets and alleyways of the old city. And all around you, the city is coming to life as the, uh, the sun is going down. It's about five o'clock in the evening now, it'll soon be sundown. On either side, great lines of shops selling everything from votive flowers for the pilgrims through to uh, the evening meal of the day, bubbling away on hot coals. The kites are up in the sky. This is prime kite-flying uh, time of day. So I can see about 20 kites flying through the sky overhead as well. And it's just colour and noise and smells of every kind. And throughout all of this traffic too interweaves the, the sacred cows that just rule the roost as far as the streets of Varanasi are concerned. They're everywhere from little calves to great horned creatures that stare down at you imperiously as you go by. And if they're standing in the middle of the street, well, <laughs> you, just, you just have to go by on the other side. A bicycle rickshaw has deposited us on uh, one of the hundred ghats, the uh, steps leading down into the river Ganges here, and the sun has gone down, the lights are coming on, and uh, we've walked to the very edge of the Mother Ganges River here, and we're surrounded by pilgrims on every side, there's music, and there's flutes playing, and there's chanting going on, there are seemingly hundreds of little wooden boats here taking pilgrims out onto the waters, and the altars beside the, uh, the water are being prepared for Arti, the evening uh, prayers. And uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful scene of part kind of holiness, part festival, and part everybody coming down here with their children, their extended families, and having a, a good time. Everyone feels good to be in this sacred city. 
and right now, so do I. Insight did a magnificent job of allowing us to experience this unique celebration of life and death. We felt both safe and comfortable. The next morning, I continued to feel good as Insight had organized a yoga session at dawn in the gardens of our hotel. Revitalized and ready to go, I asked our indomitable tour director, Devinder, about the day ahead. And now we are going from Hinduism to Tantrism, another center city called Khajuraho. Now we're going to the airport and from there we fly to Khajuraho. It's a small sleepy village, just 15,000 people live in and everything within three kilometer radius, which is very unique in a country like India where over a billion people live. So what makes Khajuraho quite so special? Khajuraho is a city that was uh, become a, a capital of Chandela dynasty and they built a beautiful temple of Tantrism in 10th and 11th century, which is another form of prayer. But they have a 5% erotic images on it, which attracts 95% tourists there. Yeah, this is what everyone talks about. But in fact, most of the images are uh, of gorgeous life in, in oh, a thousand it's, it's years a ago. It's a uh, wonderful uh, two group of temples. One is a Western group of temple, which is extensive uh, carving. This morning, we were in Varanasi. This afternoon... We're at another UNESCO World Heritage Site here in Kudraraho. So I'm going to turn to our local Insight Vacations guide to Kudraraho, uh, Ranveer Singh, to tell us what awaits the visitor to this amazing place. Ranveer, tell us the, the story of the temples. Here we are in front of the Western group of temples, one of the temples called uh, uh, Kandaria Mahadeva, which is the largest these temples were constructed by the different kings from Chandila dynasty. And most beautiful temples has been done in 10th and 11th century. Most of the people think that Khajuraho is just famous for Kama Sutra, the erotic figures. Where once you come here, you love each and every bit of it. Yeah, the temple spires just seem to go on up into the heavens and I'm sure that was intentional when they built these things for, for the Hindu devotees. That's, that's right. It is just not about the Kama Sutra. It's more about getting salvation also. Sooner or later, everybody has to think of getting salvation, which what we call in Hinduism moksha, whereas in Buddhism we call it nirvana. It's the liberation from birth and rebirth. And these are stories in stone carved a thousand years ago and yet so vibrant, so living, that you, you feel you can, you can almost hear the figures speak. You can see even the expression. Each and every figure tells what they are doing. You see the details on each and every individual figure, which is minutely observed by the sculptors. This is perhaps one of the most iconic visions of India. And people are just standing around from our group, from our Insight Vacations group, are just standing around in awe. From these beautiful Hindu and Jain temples of Kajaraho here in Madhya Pradesh, we'll travel northwest by road to the palaces of Ocha and then onwards to Agra and the Taj Mahal. Can it really be the world's most beautiful building? Find out after this quick break. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. What is the essence of incredible India? There are as many answers to that question as there are routes to travel. Should your journey take you to spice-covered plantations, to the monument of love in Agra, 
to the mighty Himalaya, or you hear the call of the Indian jungle, let your senses be your guide. Visit the India experts at IncredibleIndia.org and shape your vision of your India. For the Indian journey of a lifetime, consult the India specialists at Insight Vacations. I'm Jackie Maxwell, Artistic Director at the Shaw Festival. This year we bring you Light Up the Sky by legendary playwright Moss Hart. It's a Broadway play about a Broadway play, a hilarious comedy that follows the champagne, tears, and more champagne that make up opening night. To receive free wine tasting vouchers from Peller Estates and Trius Winery, book your seats to light up the sky today. The Shaw Festival, great theatre in the heart of Niagara wine country. You may be waking up to debilitating pain in the hands, feet, or legs. You may be taking Lyrica, Cymbalta, Neurontin, or Gabapentin. Then no ifs or maybes. Here is what you need to know. You should be evaluated for peripheral neuropathy. The Chowski Center manages pain associated with peripheral neuropathy without drugs or surgery. And every day it has more success. Why not you? Call the Chowski Center now, 647-547-8200. Streisand and Sinatra never worked together. But imagine if they did. You make me feel so young. Presenting the hit show, Barbara and Frank, the concert that never was. I want to go and bounce the moon. Starring Sebastian Anzaldo as Frank Sinatra. Love be a lady tonight. And Sharon Owens as Barbara Streisand. Critics are calling Barbara and Frank, the concert that never was, a gem of a show. Then I go and squat it all by saying something stupid like I love. Get your tickets now. Matinees and dinner shows available at two outstanding venues. Tuesday, May 26th at Carmen's Dinner Theater, Hamilton. And Wednesday, May 27th at the Greg Fruin Theater, Niagara Falls. Barbara and Frank, the concert that never was, is... Visit OntarioConcerts.ca It's the feeling you get when you step through the door. Warm and welcoming. The feeling of home. That's the feeling you get at Seasons Milton. Seasons newest retirement community opens this summer. Spacious Studio One and two bedroom suites with great amenities. Pet friendly too. Leasing office and model suites now open. Call 905-864-6888 or visit seasonsretirement.com now to book a personal visit. Seasons Milton, the way home feels. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Incredible India and Insight Vacations, the art of touring in style. Crossing oceans and borders with no passport required. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back to the Travel Show, which is coming to you on location from India, where our Insight Vacations Classical India Tour will take our international group to Orcha, the remarkable seat of a former Indian princely state, and then by Indian Railways to fabled Agra. Well, good morning again. Good morning. This is going to be uh, another exciting day. We, uh, we saw the temples in Kujaraho uh, yesterday, and now we're going to see a bit of the real India. Today we will be driving from the heartland of India, central part of India, the state called Madhya Pradesh or central province. Here you will see the people of India, and that's a real India, how the people live in the villages, small towns, and how, what kind of activities they do, farmland, and all different kind of activities. That will 
really make you understand what is India is like beyond the Jaipur, Delhi, and Agra. Yes, because India, of course, is not just big cities. It's it's the the wonderful land and the people. Yeah, about it's it's uh, statistics says about seventy percent people live in a farms and village. That's India. So that's the India we're going to see this morning, and then of course we come at lunchtime to. Orcha. Orcha, yes. Uh, that's the, uh, that was the capital of Bundela dynasty. And we will have uh, a lunch on the nice, uh, beautiful resort on the bank of Betwa River. Oh, looking forward to that. But then that's not all, as they say, because uh, one of my favorite bits in terms of planning ahead for this journey is coming up after that in the afternoon. Yes, we will be going to the Jhansi uh, station and we will be taking you back into the era of 1853 when a British started Indian Railway right from Mumbai to Pune and we will travel two and a half hour from Jhansi to Agra. And that journey will would be one of the memorable journey to see the Indian Railway, which carry over 10 million people in a day. 10 million people. Exactly. Okay, and then we'll end up in Agra and more about that. Yes, city of Taj. Our morning drive through the real India, as Devender calls it, was a panorama of Indian life. The Insight coach provided a comfortable grandstand view of rural India during the four-hour drive to Orcha. Here we met up with another of Insight's carefully chosen local guides, Hernand. Orcha, yeah. Not many people are coming here, but this village is like a magic park. It's like a surprise. When people come, they see the city, they really say that this is the best place so far we've been. I can see why, because it's on a beautiful rushing river. It's a magnificent fort, it's a palace, there are uh, great buildings to commemorate the, the kings of a local dynasty. Yes, indeed. Uh, they got nice palaces depicting the beautiful mythological paintings, fresco paintings, like 500 years old painting. And this is the only tourism sector in Ocha where you see such a grand collection of the fresco painting. And if so do the architecture style, especially the Jahangir Palace, is fascinating. That palace is like a time machine. It takes you back in the 17th century. This is just a, a lovely little oasis of green and there are monkeys and uh, Parrots, it's, it's, it's beautiful here. Ocha, they got a wildlife in jungle. And apart from wildlife, the monument, people, you know what, the tour of India is a cake. And Ocha tour is the topping on the cake. <laughs> Thank you so much for showing us around this remarkable cake. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Hope to see you and your friends in Ocha. We left Hernand and the medieval palaces of Ocha to travel by train to Agra. The railway station at Jansi was supremely chaotic and wonderfully Indian. As we waited for our express train, local connectors trundled in with fanfares of horns and hisses, and locals climbed in the windows, and sacred cows were gently ushered off the tracks. Insight ensured that we had comfortable reserved seats from which to observe this organised chaos outside. I loved the whole experience of Indian Railways, and I was only sorry when we rolled into Agra in the dark, sulky night and on to our luxurious hotel. I'm once more with my uh, Insight Vacations uh, tour director, Devender. That's right. Uh, this is the day uh, people were waiting from so long. That's a lifetime experience to see Taj Mahal. 
Now, it cannot possibly live up to expectations of being the most beautiful building in the world, can it? Yes, uh, it's one of the beautiful buildings. And it was a passion of Shah Jahan who built the Taj Mahal in the span of 22 years from 1631 to 1653 and on the bank of the river Yamuna. What I like about today's itinerary is having seen this this fantastic building, we're actually going to see a little bit of how it was put together. Of course, uh, that was one of the uh, big mystery, how 20,000 people employed to build this building, but we count only 20,000 people who worked here, but nobody ever counted 60 or 70,000 people who actually mined the marble, transported the marble, and the army of elephant, which 1,500 elephants were employed to carry a 1.5-ton block of marble all the way to uh, to Agra from Makrana, which is about 400 kilometers. And so you're going to show us the craftsmen who are still working on this marble with the inlaid stones. Of course. After Taj Mahal, we will see uh, the descendant of the uh, those people who worked on Taj Mahal. They're still living in Agra and continuing that same craft alive to make uh, Taj Mahal still alive today and make the people understand that how much hard work was done long ago about 370-year-old Taj Mahal and which is still there and people are still ca- carrying this tradition. And then after that, we are going to a second UNESCO World Heritage Site in one day. Yes, that's the Agra Fort. That was uh, the big war planning of the Mughals, which they built in 16th century, how to protect their uh, family as well as their army. And it has a massive fortification and moat outside, which used to be filled with with the water and crocodile in it. (laughs) But first, the sun is just appearing above the horizon. It's time to take the steps towards that most magical building. Taj Mahal. The crown of all palace. Taj means crown and Mahal means palace. For many people, the Taj Mahal is the highlight of their tour to India. This iconic building is familiar to everyone. And the question is, can it really be as wonderful as its reputation suggests? And I'm here in Agra today to tell you unequivocally, yes. The Taj Mahal is indeed every bit as beautiful, as moving, as breathtaking as you could possibly imagine. Quite simply, this is the most perfect piece of architecture that I have ever seen. As I approached the Taj Mahal, she was hidden from view. Like all beautiful women, she has her mystery. So I saw nothing of the building until I entered through a massive, ornate sandstone gate. But I had no eyes for that, because there, suddenly revealed in front of me, in her glorious entirety, is the sight that we've all seen so many times before in pictures and in movies. Wow! She sits on the banks of the Yamuna River in order for a perfect reflection to form in the late afternoon sun. The surrounding gardens are the Mughals' idea of what paradise looks like. The white marble used to construct the Taj Mahal is pure and lustrous. The exquisite symmetry of her delicate domes and minarets are somehow the most pleasing proportions that your eye could possibly imagine. The carving and latticework is delicate as lace, and exactly the right amount of decoration to adorn this graceful lady. Incredibly detailed flowers, calligraphy and carvings are augmented by inlay work of semi-precious stones. Emperor Shah Jahan built the Taj Mahal to be the final resting place of his beloved wife, Mumtaj Mahal, who died bearing their 14th child. Ultimately, it's a testament to love 
and devotion. They lay here side by side, together forever in endless love. It's going to be so hard to leave this very, very special place. India's icon so richly deserves its status as one of the seven new wonders of the world. Can any expression of humanity compete with the Taj Mahal? We will see in the next segment of The Travel Show when I travel to a capital city that was once grander than any in Europe but was abandoned after just 14 years. And finally, westwards into Rajasthan, the desert state, to the fabled pink city of the Maharajas, Jaipur. Don't go away. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Journey in all-inclusive luxury through incredible India. Only with Insight Vacations. Stay in luxurious accommodations, including former royal residences, and travel in style while your knowledgeable tour director introduces you to the magic of India. Meet Insight Vacations local friends and engage with real Indian life. For painted elephants and pink cities, explore India with the leader in premium and luxury escorted journeys. Visit InsightVacations.com, the art of touring in style. So, you've done an excellent job saving for your retirement. Don't let a common mistake or two undo all your hard work. I'm Janice Honeyman, a portfolio manager at Mackey Research Capital. I build tax-efficient, income-generating portfolios that let you keep more of your money out of the hands of government. Let me show you how the money you already have can work harder and smarter for you. Tax-smart investing is more than just maxing out your RSP contributions. For answers, call the Honeyman Group at 416-860-7781. The new AM740 World Vision Portrait of Hope. The numbers coming out of Nepal are staggering. Thousands dead, countless families left homeless, and the numbers are likely to rise. World Vision staff is in Nepal, ready to respond to the immediate needs of earthquake survivors. But they need your help. For every dollar you give, the Canadian government will match all eligible donations. Text the word AID to 45678 to donate $20 or go to worldvision.ca now. So Ford has this Recycle Your Ride program where you can recycle your old car for a new Ford in three easy steps. Step one, bring your eligible 2008 or older vehicle to a Ford store. Mine was a 2005. Step two, get up to an additional 2500 toward most new models. Not bad, right? Step three, drive away with a smarter, more innovative Ford. I got $1,000 toward my 2015 Escape. When you can recycle your ride with Canada's best-selling automotive company for the last five years, it's easy to get into a Ford. Visit Ford.ca for details. Oh, what a piece of work is man. How noble his reason. Noble? Men? Why, me mate Jane caught her husband in bed with a milkman. Forget thy discontent. The harsh winter is over. Ah, the bleeding snow's gone, but I'm still here. Talking to me kitchen wall. Shirley Valentine, now playing at the Gravenhurst Opera House until June 4th. This summer, treat yourself to the magic of live theatre. Start planning your theatre getaway today. GravenhurstOperaHouse.com The store is called Around the Block, but its customers come from far and wide. Around the Block, your destination for contemporary, vintage, and antique home furnishings sold on consignment. Pieces with such character, listeners are happy to travel from London in the west and Prince Edward County in the east to buy and sell there. What lengths are you willing to go to find something this unique? Try Around the Block on Les Mill Road near Leslie and the 401 or AroundTheBlock.com. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Incredible India and Insight Vacations, the art of touring in style. Living the dream. 
vacation. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, where I'm speaking to you from a city founded in 1569 by the mighty Mughal Emperor Akbar, and which served as the capital of the empire for just 14 years before Akbar simply moved on and left this magnificent ghost city to gather dust in the sun. This is Fatipur Sikri, UNESCO World Heritage Site and part of Insight Vacation's Classical India tour itinerary. Good morning, Chris. I'm, I'm thinking that this is the most beautiful section of the tour still yet to come. We will be visiting today Fatehpur Sikri, which is one of the highlight of the tour. The city that was built by Akbar from 1570 to 1576, unfortunately that lasted just for 15 years and it was abandoned. We will uh, be having our lunch in a place called Bharatpur and we will be experiencing the old imperial uh, royal time where uh, the hotel has been um, converted from old palace and which is stunning paintings on the wall and the city is known for bird century. We will start our evening with the elephant safari and uh, high tea there. Around uh, the beautiful countryside there, you would be able to see that what's the, the, the Jaipur like. Now, Rajasthan was actually known for its bravery, war, and uh, all the time uh, they, they struggled against the foreign rule because Rajasthan is strategically located on the point from where most of the invaders attacked India from Khyber Pass. Well, here we are in Fatipur Sikri, Devendra. That's a city uh, that was a capital of the Mughal dynasty for 15 years. And it has a very interesting name. Fateh means victory. Pur means place like Jaipur, Udaipur. And Sikri means Thanksgiving. And Akbar changed his capital when he got a son uh, from a blessing of a saint who used to live here. And Akbar decided to change his capital from Agra to Fatehpur Sikri. This shows a passion of Akbar. How interesting uh, this design was there with Hindu and Islamic design combined together. A new form of design was formed and that is known as Indo-Islamic architecture. And he was an amazing guy. He was so far ahead of his time. He was tolerant of all religions that he found in India. Because he was a more a greatest politician. He understood that in order to rule for a longer duration, he had to please everyone. And he started a new religion that is known as Dine Ilahi, the religion of God, combined of the all four existing religion at that point of time. So he had wives who were Hindu, a wife that was Muslim, a Christian, a Christian wife? wife? He married to the princess of Jaipur. She was a Hindu. Then he, she, he married to the wife from, uh, from Goa. She was a Christian. And the third wife was a Muslim wife from Turkish origin of Afghanistan. And he built this vast capital city for, what, just 15 years he lived here? Unfortunately, the political problem started in the northwest province of India. So he had to shift his capital from here to Lahore for, uh, for, to crush the, uh, all the rebellions there. But when in 1599, then they found everything was fine. When they decided to come back, that time probably the acute shortage of the water was there. So he could not continue the city and he has to go back to, to, to Agra. So it became a vast ghost city. Exactly. What an amazing place to wander through. And right now we're standing in one of the Queen's quarters. Yeah, this is the Hindu wife's palace. You see the scale and grand scale of this palace with the blue tiles, which are ceramic tiles, came from Afghanistan and such a stunning uh, place. And of course, the biggest thing, you see the Hindu temple existed in the Islamic palace. And I have had the unique pleasure of actually laying my head to rest on Akbar's bed. 
That's real king size bed. Probably the word king size started from here. And he's lifted up about what 10 feet above the ground. Exactly. So nobody can on attack on him and he can be a safe on that place. And also cool breeze can be there around. This insight tour of India becomes more and more surreal. From the ghost city of Fatapur Sikri, we traveled westwards to the Lakshmi Villas Palace in Bharatpur for lunch in a Maharaja's palace. And then onwards into Rajasthan, the land of the princes. And as the sun gilded the Aravalli hills near Jaipur, we turned off the road into the desert scrub to a private camp called Dera Amur for a sunset elephant safari. Well, this is the first time that I've reported from the travel show from the back of an Indian elephant. We are trekking through the uh, the scrub jungle uh, just outside of the city of Jaipur in Rajasthan. We're on a uh, jungle path uh, with two or three other elephants uh, up ahead. A guy uh, sitting on the uh, the head of the elephant uh, is in remarkable, uh, not only control, but uh, I think probably in a a wonderful uh, two-way relationship with this elephant. He's uh, responding to his every control with his knees behind his ears. And we're sitting up on top of a palanquin, I think it's called, uh, very comfortably, in fact, with cushions and uh, a little mattress as we uh, look at the countryside around us in the uh, the twilight. If you're coming to Jaipur in Rajasthan, this is an activity that you have to experience. The grand finale of this Grand Insight tour truly lives up to its billing. Jaipur, the pink city, was conjured from the desert in 1727 by a Rajput Maharaja around a dammed lake beside rugged mountains. Seven kilometres of defensive walls march over the Aravalli Hills with towers and battlements reminiscent of the Great Wall of China. Our tour around this city of three and a half million people took us to two more UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Firstly, the Jantar Manta, a royal observatory that remains unbelievably accurate. On to the Palace Museum to see the sumptuous gowns of generations of polo-playing Maharajas, and to the Palace of the Wind, where women of the royal court peered through 365 windows to the street life below. Jaipur is the world centre of the coloured gem trade, and I met up with Alec of Bandari Jewellers, who told me the story of Jaipur's treasures. It's famous in the world for cutting and polishing of gemstones. Still, 80 to 85% colour stones are cut and polished in this city. The cutting started because of emerald, which is one of the famous stones from here. They are imported in the rough form, they are cut and polished in Jaipur, and then exported in different parts of the city and the country, and the world as well. In the street outside the palace, I met a snake charmer mesmerizing a cobra ever upwards, who happily draped the cobra around my neck. Only in Jaipur, and only in India. Jaipur had one last but mighty treasure to reveal to our sturdy band of insight travelers, the great amber fort of Jaipur. High in the hills above the pink city, we ascended a steep cobbled path in ancient rattling jeeps to the monumental fort begun in 1037, long before the Battle of Hastings and two centuries in the making. It's uh, a world within a world. It's a fort that was built by the Maharajas of Jaipur. 
So this is a lovely mixture. Up here, the cool mountain breezes uh, over the Arrow Valley uh, hills, the amazing uh, Wall of China-like uh, fortifications that snake up and over the, uh, the hills in, in every direction. Down below, a, a lake with beautiful gardens on an island in the middle of it. It's a suitable and spectacular finale to what has been a magnificent tour of India. Our final night of the tour at the regal Fairmont Jaipur Hotel featured an insight celebration meal of the best of the local cuisine, and I took the opportunity to ask my fellow travellers about their experiences on this classical India tour. I discovered that many of them had already had great experiences with insight before. We've done three other tours, um, Italy, France, Spain, Portugal, and... Uh, we really enjoyed all those tours. We have been before with Inside. We went to uh, Egypt with Inside, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I've been with Insight uh, on four tours before. I was started off in Greece and then uh, Turkey, Eastern European and Morocco. This is our fifth Insight tour. We started with the romantic tour that went from London uh, to Eastern Europe. We've been to Egypt, Jordan, and Israel. We've done country roads of France and Normandy and the Loire Valley. Oh, yes, and then this one. Everyone had good things to say about the Insight Tour of India. This is the first time I've used them. I'm very pleased with the results. It was a very good tour. We had an excellent guide, and I've had a wonderful time. That's what we love about traveling with Insight. We get to travel with people from Britain, Australia, Asia, Canada and in particular about Devenda, our tour director. Very organized, very knowledgeable. Devenda is very, very good with everything, precise with where we're supposed to be, informative, uh, helpful, you know, handsome. <laughs> All those things. And importantly, as we travelled through India, everyone felt safe and comfortable. As a lady and, you know, even a man, you just feel taken care of. You feel totally safe and looked after. And also all the men in the tour, uh, you know, make sure all the women are OK and help, and everyone's loving and helpful. This particular group's very nice and friendly and, you know, especially you guys, so it's been great. Insight vacations were a great choice to experience India. Their carefully curated itineraries offer the ideal balance of included sightseeing and leisure time. Devendra was a knowledgeable tour director who eased us through the culture shocks and kept us constantly informed. Insight ensured that we were able to engage with the local people and artisan producers to truly experience India, its history and its culture. We were able to see an amazing amount in the time that we had. The new Insight Vacations India brochure is available at your travel agent or you can call 1-866-747-8120 for Insight Vacations expert team. And for sure, visit their website at insightvacations.com. And to fall in love with India, even before you go there, view the India Tourism website at incredibleindia.org. So, no excuses. Stop dreaming and start planning your trip to incredible India. My thanks to the Insight team, to my Indian friends who helped so much, but most of all, to the people of India who have welcomed us travellers to their home. Join me next week for another travel experience. Until then, bon voyage and cheerio from the Chris Robinson Travel Show.
Hi, Chris Robinson here again with our weekly roundup of travel news. The World Happiness Report has been recently released by the Sustainable Development Solutions Network for the United Nations. People who live in the happiest countries have longer life expectancies and more social support, experience more generosity, have more freedom to make life choices, have lower perceptions of corruption, and have a higher gross domestic product per capita, the report shows. The tiny little Himalayan country of Bhutan, a very happy country, famous for measuring the gross national happiness of its people, gets the credit for focusing world attention on happiness. In fact, its Prime Minister proposed the idea of a World Happiness Day to the United Nations in 2011. The network's director, Jeffrey Sachs, observes, There is no single key to happiness. All of these countries do well in several ways. Being rich... Well, that's good, but it's only a modest part of the story. Trusting society, having a government that ranks on low in corruption, a society where people are generous and and volunteering, all of these are important for happiness. Now, even if you don't live in one of the ten happiest countries in the world, a visit to these happy places will give you a taste of what the locals enjoy every day. So, drumroll, please. Here are the top 10 happiest places on Earth, according to the World Happiness Report. Tenth is Australia, with New Zealand beating it to ninth position. All but one of the top eight countries are European. In seventh is Sweden, and in sixth place is the Netherlands. And the only non-European country high on the list is, yep, you might have guessed it, Canada. Our country is seen as combining European style, sensibility and history with the enormous natural wonder of North America. Fourth is Norway. Third is Denmark. Iceland comes in second. And top of the pile of the most happy countries on earth is Switzerland. And why Switzerland, you might ask? Well, to my mind, it must have something to do with the chocolate. My deal of the week this week is from Insight Vacations, whose tour of classical India we've just featured on the travel show. This tour is currently available next fall from $4,475. Pick up their brochure at your local travel agent or go to insightvacations.com for all the details. And you can see my travel blog of my experiences on this tour, plus lots of photographs from the trip on Pinterest. Both are linked from the homepage of the Chris Robinson Travel Show website. Next week on the Travel Show, we're going to be living the dream trip of many Canadians as the show comes to you on location from right across Canada. We will be on board the Canadian. It's among the most renowned trains in the world. This legendary train linking Toronto to Vancouver now appears, of course, on our Bank of Canada $10 bill. Whether it's breathtaking views, friendly service or world-class food, this train has been creating unforgettable moments for decades for over 100,000 passengers every year. We'll be enjoying breathtaking scenery on this journey to the Pacific coast. In the space of four nights and three days, we'll see the lakes in northern Ontario, the lush boreal forest, the western prairies and the magnificent Rocky Mountains. On this show, we'll discover the beauty of Canada at a pace that allows us to be in tune with nature. 
So, don't forget to tune into the travel show next Saturday at 1 p.m. here on AM 740 Zuma Radio to share my train trip across Canada on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.